Right, welcome back to the ME7 podcast. I know not everyone is going to be um, ready to join the space just yet because the game has only just finished, but I'd rather just attack this situation straight away and uh, get on with the review as quick as possible just because it, it's an incredibly frustrating one. Um, let's not waste any time. Uh, Jules lose 2-0 to Crew, same result as last season, another 2-0 defeat on the road against uh, Crew. Um, a game where, once again, Jules got a lot of chances, specifically in the first half. Couldn't finish any of them, concede two soft goals, lose the game. Um, it, it's really, really frustrating. I'm not going to go at this alone. Uh, James Cleal, if you please would uh, help me out of this one because um, I'm sure you're with me in this situation. I don't know how long we're going to be on doing this. Um, hopefully not too long, but it's going to be a very frustrating period of time to talk about. That's for sure, isn't it? Good evening, Alan. Can you hear me? I okay? can, yeah. Superb. Um, yeah, it was... Uh, well, actually... First half, I thought we played really well. Um, I thought we created a lot of chances. Um, we gave away a very poor goal. The defending for the goal was poor. First of all, I think Turner should come and get it. Secondly, I think I think it's Coleman is just out-muscled, really. So, poor goal to concede. But we were creating a lot of chances. We were getting some good areas, winning the ball back really well. Coleman, def- despite the defending for the goal, played really, really well. All games, to be fair to him. Um, and I think we were we were we were, we were looking good, um, and I, I actually thought we would we would come back into the game. Um, there was a couple of really poor bits of finishing. Um, Lapsy, I think, should do better with at least one of his chances. Bon has to score. Um, I know he was falling over or whatnot, but he has to score. Um, and then second half, just just didn't happen, did it? We 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 just couldn't. Didn't even look like scoring, really, to be honest. I mean, a few times we were unlucky where the ball didn't really fall for us and um, crew had the rubber, the green, it has to be said. But you make your own luck in football and I don't think we created enough clear-cut chances. Did, did we have one single clear-cut shot on goal in the second half? I'm not sure we did. Um, for all the creative players we've got and for all the names we've got in our team, I just don't think we're set up right, to be honest with you. Um, I think... Missing out on Alfie May uh, in the uh, in in the uh, uh, before the season started is, is coming back to hurt us big time. I I, I want to like Macaulay Bond, but I'm not convinced he's the answer to our problems. Tom Nichols for me is not strong enough to play in this division, um, and I'm a bit of a loss to be honest with you. I'm I'm, I'm starting to wonder if Harris is the man to get what he needs to out of this group of players. I'm wondering if somebody else came in. I think, I can't remember who it was who said the other day, but someone said, with a, through slightly gritted teeth, what would Steve Evans be getting out of this group? And much as I hate to say it, I think he'd be getting a hell of a lot more out of him than Mr. Harris is. I hate to say that, but that's the way it feels at the moment. Yeah, certainly there's a discussion. Uh, Matt, before we get into... The what's about the game to give us your overall viewpoint of uh, the 94 or so minutes you saw tonight? Uh, so, in two thirds of the pitch, I thought we were okay. Uh, and in that final third, there was just nothing. I mean, that, that's literally it. There was, there was nothing. I mean, we had what three sitters that we've missed, but. But even then, you know, sort of that, that, after that Macaulay Bond one, you know, which we, pretty much he had every opportunity to put it in the back of the net. I don't know, just I just was like, oh, this is just not working. And and the thing is, it's it's happening. It's happening in a few games now, and 
I, I caught a bit of what James said at the start. Um, and yeah, no, I, I, I think deep down inside, I hope that Neil Harris is the man. I think that's maybe what it is. Uh, you know, I I, th- I really do like the guy. I think he's a lovely bloke, and I really do hope he's the guy to get us out of this division. But like James said at the end, what if Stephen Evans was in charge? <laughs> what would he be getting out of this group? You know, yeah, I kind of understand the sentiment. I wouldn't want Stephen Evans in charge of this group, but I kind of I understand the sentiment. What would another manager get out of this group? Because at the moment, we get into that final third, and there just seems to be nothing. But what's so bizarre is that of all the areas of the pitch for for, for us to be struggling in, uh, and and if you, if we are going to lay the blame at Neil Harris, the guy was a striker for goodness sakes and a bloody good one. How on earth are we having troubles at that end of the pitch? If that is the issue, it, it, if anything, we should be useless in defence. Like you know, like Wrexham getting spanked five four every week. You know, it, it's it's it, I, it doesn't make any sense to me. I, I think and and. Uh, you know, I'm not a qualified football manager. I don't manage a football team. I'm not in charge. I don't see these boys week in, week out. But ultimately, ultimately for me, I actually think we are playing the wrong formation. I I put it in our group chat that we had. I think we need to be playing a 4-1-3-2. Two strikers up top. Not just Bond, because sometimes Bond gets isolated and he's winning headers and there's no one around him. You know, what? why, you know... Ashley Madison, I think, is a, is a really good buyer for this level. His pace is brilliant. He's going to scare defenders with it. Why don't we have Madison playing off Bond from the start? Why does he have to come on halfway through the game? He's proved tonight that he's he's willing to put Willow on the bench. Okay, so let's just start with Ethan Coleman in in that sort of defensive midfielding possession a position and go with two strikers up top. Let me ask you both a question. It, out of the 11 that started today, how many do you think are guaranteed starters week in, week out? Because I, I generally can think of, discounting Jake Turner, I can say, I reckon about four. Yeah, I don't think you mess with the back four for me. Um, Shay Alexander's not had his best game tonight, but I, I think generally the, the back four are eschewing. Are, are they, they, let's be honest, our problems don't lie in defence. We, we actually look pretty solid defensively. All right, it was a poor goal to concede tonight, and the second goal only happens because we're chasing the game. But generally, we, we look very, very solid in defence, so I've got no issue with the back four at all. Um, Ethan Coleman, again, first name on the team sheet for me. I think the guy's fantastic. Loves a yellow card, doesn't he? But goodness me, he's a good player. Um, but after that, I'm I'm struggling. I mean, I I know, I think you know people are big fans of Dom Jeffries. Um, don't really think he showed too much tonight. Um, Lapsley and Williams both flatter to deceive for me. Nichols, as I've said, is not strong enough for this division. Um, Bon, there's something about him, but I just don't know what it is yet. Uh, Nadison, I, I like Nadison, but um, again, I, just, I don't think any of the full. But I suppose Mahoney, you know, Mahoney um, looks class. To be fair to him, so I'll probably say the back four: Ethan Coleman and Mahoney for me. There's an idea that I've been stirring with for a couple of weeks now, and I, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. But I wouldn't be adverse to if we are going to play a bit, a bit further up with two wide players and Mahoney on one side. I wouldn't be adverse to actually pushing Malone up further and then bringing it bringing it in Clark if, if anyone remembers him 
is a left back we have resigned from Stevenage. He's barely kicks a ball this season, but a very capable left back at this division. He's proved it by getting promoted. Firstly, I think he's, he's been very hard done by not getting any games. Not that you know, there's much you can do about it at the minute, given how good Malone is and has been. Maybe not his best raising games, but he has been brilliant this for us this season. But what would you think about the idea of potentially moving Malone up into more of a left midfield role and then having the option to bring Clark in to, to play that left back role? So, oh, what? So you're sort of thinking still along the lines of a, a sort of four-two-three-one? Are you thinking, or sort of more like a four-four-two, or either or? Really, so if you're having Mahoney on one side, put Malone on the other, and then you can bring Clark in. Because I think Malone's got probably the best crossing crossing ability other than maybe Mahoney in the squad. It gets forward on the overlap a lot to do that in games anyway, and then you can obviously bring in Clark, who's a very capable left back as it is anyway. Yeah, I mean, look, I. I'm in favour, like uh, James said, that for me, you know, the the back four ultimately picks itself and whether you've got um, <coughs> uh, Malone uh, playing uh, as a, a left, sorry, as left back or, or left midfield or either way, you know, you, you've got to have him in your team. Um, I, I do like the idea of potentially bringing in Max Clark because look, he is a quality player at this division and, you know, last season proves it. So, you know, if we were to move Malone into midfield sort of kind of area, then yeah, absolutely, 100%, I'd, I'd bring Clark in. But, uh, you know, for me, as I said, the defence isn't our issue. Even if we kept the back four as it is, it is going forward. And I think I'm adamant that we need to go two up top. And I think if you want to see the best out of Macaulay Bond, you need to give him somebody to play with. I don't think it's a bad idea at all. Um yeah, Clark's probably the unluckiest player that we've got on the books at the moment. Um, but the re- really, the biggest change that we can make in is, and we have to wait for January to do it. Get that checkbook out and sign a striker like Alafi or uh, the chap who played against us last weekend, Akins, or um, someone like Cook from Bradford. We need a, a striker of that calibre who scares the bejesus out of opposition defences and is guaranteed, if you give him a chance, he's going to put it away. That is what we need. I think I, I agree with you. I think it is because I remember we had these conversations at the start of the season when we were only winning games 1-0. And even before the season started and we were talking about things like, oh, do we actually need a 20-goal striker if we have goals across the team? We can separate we can separate the goals throughout different people. You know, you look at the names you brought in, the Jolly Williams is the... You know, Bonds, when he did come in, Addison Nichols, we all thought that they'd get in, in the round of goals here and there and it would be enough. But clearly it's proven to me, Matt, that I know you were one of the big um, advocates of needing a 20-goal season striker, that when we're creating all the chances we are, but we cannot for life as put his way, you know, like, the chances we had um, against Mansfield after the goal, the one Madison puts over, the one Marston puts over, the chance that Doncaster, Bonn had a lot of them, Marston as well as well. Lapsley's ones tonight, Bonn again tonight. If you just had that one player you can rely on, he's not going to score every single time because if he was, he wouldn't be playing in League Two, but someone who is reliably going to put those chances away, we'd look a much, much better side. But that is the problem, isn't it? We can create as many chances as we like and it's going to prove redundant a lot of the time because we just can't put them in the back of the net. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I I did keep saying, uh, you know, sort of in the summer and and up until the end of the January transfer window, yes, I would love to have seen us uh, sign that marquee signing, that player that was going to, you know, go and score us 20 goals. Look, I do generally believe 
we've got players that will score goals in our team. I said at the moment, it's just not happening. The bonus, I will say, obviously, is we all know this, and I've said it before, Neil Harris's teams do generally come on so a lot stronger in the second half of the season. But the problem is, if we keep putting in performances like we're putting in at the moment, we start dropping down the league... You know, if we we end up, you know, sort of below mid table or anything like that, you know, sort of near that bottom half of the league, because we start losing games, because teams have literally found us out what we're doing and we're not able to score goals, that's going to be no good come the second half of the season. It, it something needs to happen now, and and this is, I think, the big thing that ninety percent of Jules fans are all, you know, sort of clamouring for. Yeah, it's great. You know, in the defence, we're not conceding too many goals. You know, obviously apart from tonight. Uh, but, you know, we're not conceding too many goals. We're playing the ball round lovely in, in that set of midfield section. But as soon as we get into that top end, there's just nothing. And, it, you know, look, a 20 goal of a season striker, somebody like, you know, uh, as I said, like an Andy Cook or any anyone like that that is going to score you those goals that does scare strikers, that's, that's what's going to take us up. Uh, look, I really do hope Bond does come good and, you look at his record previously, he can score goals at this level. But I just, you know, I've said it once, i say it a hundred times, I just feel that he needs somebody playing up there with him. And yeah, I, I think come the January transfer window, you know, look, if we've got a 20 goal a season, sort of somebody who is proven up top, that's going to take the pressure off Bond. Bond can keep doing what he's doing, winning those headers uh, and, and setting up that striker. Uh, but at the moment, we're relying on a guy who's low on confidence you know, you, you look at um, Mahoney as well. Like Mahoney's only played, uh, was it five games in two years or something stupid like that? You know, the, these players need to get back into fitness. And I hope that goal last week that Bond scored was going to kind of kick forward him on. And obviously he's missed the chance tonight. Look, I hope that doesn't affect him too much. But we need goals. We need to stay in and around this top half. Otherwise, come the second half of the season, come the January transfer window, we're not going to be able to buy any buy any players because players are going to look at us and go, "Well, look at look how bad they're doing. They're not doing great at the top. So why should we go to them?" All right, we've got loads, a lot of people listening to this, and um, it's got a bit crazy. Our mentions, but we are going to go through your comments very, very soon. Um, to be honest, um, Gents, in terms of talking about what actually happened in the game, I don't think we're as much we're really wasting time doing that, and we should just focus on the big issue. So for you know anyone who didn't watch the game, and I follow. Um, Crew took the lead um, from a corner that first came in. It was a poor corner, routine, didn't quite work out. Che, this is where me and James sort of disagreed in our little group chat. I thought, me personally, that Che had the first touch, he just whacked it clear. I think he had the time to do that or put it out for a throw in. But he puts it behind for a corner, which I thought was really poor. I thought it was unnecessary. But then James is also right in the aftermath that Turner probably should come through first, and then it's a bit bit weak for me from Coleman. But again, Coleman's the least of the worries today. I thought. For the record, him and Ogie were brilliant tonight. I thought Ogie was very, very good. Um, and didn't have too much, you know, didn't really do anything wrong in the game, so I can't really put any fault on his head. Um, and then, obviously, in the first half, uh, it became very much one-way traffic in the last 20 minutes or so of that first period. Huge chances for, for Lapsley, saved by the keeper, but again, he just, I think he hits it straight at the keeper when both sides of the goal are free and he, he, he gets the wrong direction on it. It's, in the, it's, a, it's a good save, but it's a save that, Shouldn't, he shouldn't have the chance to make, in my opinion. Then Rob McKenzie comes forward, strike palm away by the keeper and Macaulay Bond. Um, I mean, we, we all talk about this one, but not to dig in on Macaulay Bond, but James, it is 
really frustrating considering you know we saw what happened at Doncaster, we saw the chances that were missed, and we thought, okay, great, he's got this, he's got this early goal against Mansfield. That's going to be the confidence boost. That's going to be the turn of events. You know, the the game against Doncaster's behind us now, all those missed chances, and then and then that happens. He's slightly on the stretch, I guess you could argue in his favour, but it, it it's black and white, isn't it, James? You, you just can't be missing those chances. You just can't. Yeah, he he is stretching, but yeah, it, it, let's be honest, it, it looks like a pretty easy chance. Um, I watched it back as well on, um, I think it was Matt Phipps put the uh, put the um, clip on on Twitter and uh, watched it back, and it's it's really poor. Um, <clears throat> I, 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 I agreed with you. I thought on Saturday, you know, it's, it's, it was a great finish for his goal. I think his, his overall play all round was was really good on Saturday as well, and I think he, I, I genuinely thought he would kick on tonight. Um, but I think that miss probably affected his confidence because he didn't play very well after that at all, to be honest with you. Um, but I'll take Matt's point that he is ploughing alone far up there. It's not easy. Um, but but again, I say, you know, these what we're missing is is that that player who when when you when you turn up as an opposition team or as an opposition fan and you see their name on the team sheet and you think, oh no, we're playing against him. Imagine you, you turn up, you're playing against the Lafayette, uh, playing for Stockport at the moment. All right, Stockport are flying, but the guy looks fantastic, absolutely mustard, and you're going to be scared of playing against that, and that's going to create spaces and, and chances for other players. And who's going to be scared of us at the moment? All you've got to say is, oh, just stop. <laughs> you know, we've only got to go 1 0 up, and we're probably going to win the game because they can't score. And no one's going to be afraid of us uh, if if we carry on like this. And I think you said it earlier. Aaron, we've been found out tonight. I think we have, to be honest. I, I I don't want to be all you know bedwetting and and knee jerk reaction, but I, I don't see us as contenders. I really don't. I think I, I think don't get me wrong. I don't think we're in trouble or anything. I think we're we're definitely a top half side, and we're probably we'll probably be in and around, but I think playoffs are best for me. I just, well, I just James, this is sort of the issue, isn't it? That like, as much as the start of the season, we were winning one nil, we're all enjoying it. We did have that thought in our back of our head, okay, well, this isn't going to, you know, we're not going to win one nil every week forever. What's, what's going to be, what's going to happen when we can't no longer do that. And we have to go and try and score more goals and we might concede a bit more. And so far, the, the, the answers are not the ones we're wanting, are they? No, not at all. I mean, when was the last time we scored three goals in a game? Um, all right, so, uh, all right so actually, I remember it was Southampton, wasn't it? When we played FC terrifically. Um, but in the league, when was the last time we scored three goals in a game? It was, the, it was the, a long only, time ago. the only one that pops into my head was, you know, COVID season when we won 3 0 at Lincoln. But that, even yeah. that was a long time ago. Yeah, long time ago. Long time ago. And we just, I don't know what it is. Is it a psychological thing? Is it, uh, is it the way we're set up? I, I just don't know. I, and I think. Well, I don't know. I just don't know what the answers are. But what I do know is teams are not going to be afraid of playing Gillingham, and, and that is not a good. That is not a good thing. No, and uh, Matt, second half um, after those chances, we had a lot of the ball. Second half, they they started to set up the second half really well. Actually, crew for the first five or so minutes put us under a lot of pressure. But after that, we took control of the game. But again, lot of the ball, not any real creativity. There was no real clear country, uh, clear clear cut chance created in the second half and. The longer it went on, you know, you like to think the more the game goes on, you, you know, push comes to shove and everything else, you like to think we might be able to find that one chance that we needed to get something from the game. But in, a, in the end, it turned out that we ended up going two behind them. I actually didn't see this because I was just wasn't paying attention because there wasn't much of the game left. I was very frustrated and, um, you know, I think the ball went out for a throw on the halfway line or something. But on the, re- on the replay, it shows 
crew getting down the, the left and there's acres of space in the middle of the middle of our defence, a massive gaping hole. I think it's Mottison who wasn't there because Sorogi in the picture, but yeah, absolutely no one there. It's actually a really poor finish from whoever scored the goal first time. It's it goes for the for the far post, doesn't connect with it too cleanly. It wasn't the the best of strikes considering he was completely unmarked and had the Mercy, uh, goal at his mercy. Turner gets a hand to it, but just diverts it into the opposite corner. And it's sort of happened in slow motion. It was, yeah, game over, obviously, at that point. We know at this point, whenever Jules concede two goals, it's not going to be a victory or most likely not even a draw because that's just what, what's been the norm over the past two years. And obviously, when you go two or down with so little left in the game, it's, it's very much nailed in the coffin sort of stuff. But yeah, Matt, that second half for you, um, I, I, would, I would you assess it because I think it's just... Maybe a little bit huff and puff, but no real signs of conceding. Then just, you know, stabbing the back at the end just to finish us off. Uh, yeah, I, I want to say first with the with the first crew goal. Um, I, I actually think part of the reason why Shay kicked it out is because he knew there was a player behind him. The problem is he didn't realise it was a Gillingham player. That's that because you kind of look at his face sort of afterwards, and he sort of he's like, oh crap, I didn't realise it was you. Um, but look, uh, that second half, yeah, as I said, that you know they didn't really put us under any kind of real pressure. I don't think, uh, you know, I was pretty confident that even when they went forward that we were going to sort of see it out and, and get the ball gone. Um, obviously, the goal, uh, you know, again, real sucker punch. Again, Jake, Jake got a big hand to it, but obviously just couldn't keep it out. Unfortunately, it went behind him and. Yeah, I mean it was a poor effort from the from the from the guy, but you know, obviously he's gonna claim it, he's gonna be happy that he scored a goal. Um and yeah, that basically killed the game, I think, from then on. Um as I said the problem is I feel we, we have a lot of control going forward. Uh, as I said it is just that final third and we're lacking and I'm gonna say it one more time. I think we need two up top at least. Yeah, James, um, as as Matt said, um, he wants two up top. Um, the attacking threat is obviously what the big problem is at the minute. Um, that second half, really, I think there's not really too much to go in depth with. But in terms of clear-cut chances, we didn't have any, despite having a lot of the ball crew, didn't really have any either. And we're happy to just sit back, which is, you know, for, for that, from their point of view, they probably looked at it and thought, well, we can afford to sit back and try and counter because there's no immediate threat. And like you said earlier, he would be scared of us And at the minute. You know, you can see why teams are quite happy to... Once they have the lead, not have to go gun a hole there because I know one's more than likely probably going to be enough, and that's the unfortunate reality of um of Jules at the minute, and has been for quite some time. But that second half, I, I just thought it was incredibly frustrating. There was no sign that we were going to create a chance. You know, the best best thing we could really hope for is having a pot shot from thirty yards out that takes a deflection, goes in the opposite corner or something like that, and then I think the goal on the counter attack from Crew it just it just sort of summed it up really, didn't it? It was. All the chances in the first half didn't take any. A lot of the ball second half couldn't create a chance. And then crew with their only real meaningful attack of the second half, make it look easy and, and, and get the second goal. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm not worried about the second goal, to be honest with you. I think we're, we, you know, we're chasing the game. We're leaving big gaps at the back. Um, it's, it was always going to happen, to be honest. Um, what I am worried about is the fact that we never find ourselves in those sort of positions. And if we do... You don't back any of our players to go on and finish the chance. This is this is the big problem, I think, at the moment. I do firmly believe there is a psychological issue. I, I really do. I think it's in the players' heads that we're not they're not scoring goals, and 
I mean, the, you know, when Mahoney spoke that one in the top corner the other week, that the relief that was felt from seeing such a an absolutely superb finish from a Gillingham player, but not just relief, disbelief. That at the moment, I think Mahoney is the only one in our squad who's got the capability of doing that. If I'm honest, um, and that speaks volumes that we we don't have enough players who can who can who can finish like that. Um, and I think that. You know, Matt's absolutely right. I think the time for two up front is, is here, particularly at home. I don't think there's any excuses for going one up top at home, to be honest. Um, I think Nadison has to be up there. Um, you know, he was, he, was, he was doing well at the start of the season. And um, I think his pace is, is such a huge weapon, to be honest with you. So for now, I would stick with Bond. I would go, I would go Nadison and Bond together. Yeah, certainly different options that can be looked into. Tom Nichols coming at half time didn't really manage to have an effect on the game. Um, He's not strong enough. No, I don't. I'm not pointing him out because he had, he didn't play the whole game. But it, he, he was poor. On, he was poor on Saturday as well, wasn't he? No, no, not that. Not Tom. Tom Nichols didn't oh. play on Saturday. Oh. I was talking um, in relation to Johnny Williams, who obviously I'm not trying to go into because he didn't play a lot of the game. But when you have someone of that quality on, on, in your team sheet. It, I still, again, it's not really fair to go after him. Well, not after him, but talk about him after the game, but he didn't really play much. But when you have someone in like that calibre, Johnny Williams, someone who's a master creator in this division, he's, every, every team he's played for, he's created goals, he scored goals, he scored 10 goals last season in the league for um, for Swindon Town. Um, no goal or assist so far for Jules this season. Um, do you put that down, Matt and James, to the system not suiting him, not being used properly, or do you think he's just been below par because I think I, I don't think Johnny Williams as a player just goes from a 10 goal season striker to borderline invisible man every week from nowhere in my opinion I think it is something to do with the setup that's not working particularly for players like him to be at his peak creative, creativeness and I don't know it's so frustrating because there is a player there in Johnny but we haven't seen it and there's a reason for that and I'm not entirely sure the reason is that from overnight from one season to another he's just lost 50% of what he is as a player, so to speak. I think you can say the same for Lapsley as well. I think it's a similar sort of story. I mean, they've, they've both looked well below par since they've come to Gillingham. We've seen it in in spurts. Um, Lapsley's had a couple of really good spells. It was it was brilliant the other week before he, he came off injured. Um, and Johnny Williams had a fantastic game the other day as well um, in the 10 role. But yeah, they, they haven't been able to do it consistently. And, and again, it does make you wonder if, if there's a, a, a mental block there with, with, with the way we're playing. Are we set up wrong? Is Harris giving the right, the right vibes? And the, I, I just don't know. I just don't know what the answers are. But I absolutely agree. I, I, the, with the players we've got, you know, we're, how excited we were at the start of the season with the signings. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm not, you know, we're still doing all right. Weirdly enough, I know it doesn't sound like it, and I sound like a right moaner, but we're, we're, st- we're still doing okay. But is okay good enough with this group of players? I don't, I, I'm not sure it is. And I think Williams is a great example of that. He's, he's looked substandard, really. And for somebody who should be running the game, he's looked, he's looked very poor. Matt, a lot of uh, comments are coming in. We'll, we will get some. We have got a lot to get through, but um, we obviously won't spend massively long on all of them because we'll be here all night. But a lot of the comments are referring tonight to problems with the structure. A lot of people thinking that it seemed like Neil just sort of lost his head in a way towards the end, just threw whatever attacking player imaginable. Um, 
towards the end we sort of ruined our structure. Some say they gifted crew their second goal and it just more of a attacking player on, attacking player on without really any style or substance to it and just sort of hoping it would work. We saw Jaden Clark come on once the second goal went in, which is obviously too little too late. And it just seemed that it was more put everyone on and hope something will happen rather than having a plan to put them on in order for something to happen, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, classic Matt again. Um, yeah, look, I think I just want to make a point about Johnny Williams. I think I think from previous games that I've watched of him, he works best with a game having two up top, you know, to playing off with two strikers, playing in that 10 role, but playing off two strikers. I think that's that's something that he's kind of missing at the moment. Um, but yeah, look, we've not seen the best of him and I, and I hope he gets better. <sighs> In terms of look, the rest of the players, I think that we have in this squad, th- there is definitely quality there. Just something isn't right. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's tactics that Neil has set up or what, but just something just seems. I want to say missing. Is that the, probably the best way of work, way of putting it? Um, I, I look. I hope this is kind of just you know a glitch. We're having it sort of at the start of the season. Um, I, I really do think. I don't think we should be calling for the manager's head or anything like that. I don't think it's that drastic. Look, we're still at the start of the season at the end of the day and it's not like we're bottom of the league and we haven't won a game or anything at all. We have we have put in some really good performances. The team just isn't clicking at the moment. I, I hope come January, whether we buy extra players or whatever, however, whatever happens, but come next season, sorry, come the start of the season, uh, t- sorry, the start of January, uh, when sort of Neil's teams generally do come along a lot stronger, and I, I hope something starts happening then, because if we keep going the way we're going, honestly, it's I just don't think it looks good for us at the moment. Yeah, James, it's there's two wins in in the last seven at the minute with the lowest goal scorers in the league, or, or Jordan Lewis, I think. Do have a well before tonight we did have a very good uh, defensive record. I think it still will be one of those who are up there in terms of. Good defensive uh, records, etc. And I don't think I'm I'm not in the Harris Art camp, not yet at all. But um, I think it is fair that people are asking questions about certain things. And I think those are questions that are very valid at this moment in time, isn't it? Because I know uh, I had discussions with people. I think it was the Colchester game where I was getting frustrated that we never looked like we were going to score goals. We've never looked like we are going to score two in a game in a very long time. And... You know, it's been one of those where it's got to happen eventually, it's got to happen eventually, it still hasn't happened. And you just have to question why that is. I know we're sort of treading over topics that we've talked about here and there already tonight just because it is the, the big damning problem, isn't it? But uh, I look at teams like Crawley, who obviously have surprised everyone so far this season. I think they might have lost tonight. But regardless, say, you know, they've gone to places and scored three or four goals away from home. They scored three again on Saturday. They didn't score against us, funnily enough, but they're a team that, on paper, have a much weaker squad than us and a lot of other teams in the division, but they're able to go and play freely, score goals and, and, and win games. And do I think they'll be second towards the end of the season? No, I don't. But it is frustrating when you see virtually every other team in this division, other than maybe the you know, Forest Greens or Sutton, obviously, who are just the two seemingly worst ones at the moment in time, who can just go to places and, and, and score goals. And I look at Jules away from home a lot of the time and I think I just don't see where a goal's coming from. And when you consider we have vast vast amount of qualities in this team, a lot more than the teams I just mentioned, yet they can seem to do it and win games that we can't. It, it does beg the question, doesn't it? And it's incredibly frustrating in comparison. 
Yeah, I think it proves a couple of things. I think it proves that um, that the defences in this league aren't particularly great. And um, it also proves that we're very, very, very poor going forward because if every other team is managing to score, you know, more than one goal a game, then why on earth aren't we? I'm not worried about our defence, as I said earlier. I think the defence is absolutely fine. I think at that end of the pitch, we're, we're, we're good. We're set. We're, I've, I've not got an issue with... Not got an issue of us conceding two goals tonight. Like I said, the second goal was was, was inevitable, really. Um, but at the other end of the pitch, yeah, we're we're banging trouble. And and the, the the problem with that is, as I've said before, Harris was Il Harris was a striker, a really really good striker. If he can't get that end of the pitch ticking, then what on earth is wrong? I, I, I surely it should be the the first part of his. Um, management that is that is on on point. I could understand it if we were getting tonk five four every week. I, I could I I understand it. I, if we were crap in defence and, and and brilliant up front, I'd absolutely understand it. But it's bizarre to me that it's the other way around for us. And unfortunately, you know, goals win games, and we we are just we don't even look like scoring goals really at the moment. To be honest, I mean, how many when? How many times did we score a goal from open play? You know that goal where where uh, the goalkeeper rolls it out to the fullback and he plays it into midfield, and then the midfielder plays a defence bit pass. The, the striker runs onto it and pops it in the corner. When did we last score a goal like that? I mean, goodness me, it, it's all set pieces and what well, the odd worldie from Mahoney, um, but we we just we just don't seem to score these those sort of goals, and that, and that's really concerning to me. And from open play, if you don't look a threat, then it comes back to what I said earlier. No one's going to be afraid of you. And if no one's afraid of you, then that's you've, you've got a job on your hands to win the game before it's even kicked off. Yeah. Um, everyone listening, if you have a question for myself, Matt, James, um, please tweet them in now so I can see them all because honestly, our notifications are a bit of a mess at the minute. There's people having different discussions with each other, which is clogging up our, um, our feed at the minute in terms of our notifications. So, I know there have been a few questions, but they're quite difficult to go back and find now. But if you do have a question for myself, Matt, James, get them in now and we'll, we'll answer them while we're, we're on air. And um, on the basis of questions, Matt, um, when Neil Harris steps in front of the cameras, probably probably around now, uh, to speak to Phil, Kent Online, etc., um, what would you like, as a fan point of view, to hear Neil come out and say tonight? Because I know he, he likes the line of anyone can be anyone, it's League Two, you know, whatever. As a fan, after watching what you watched tonight, and James put that to you after Matt has answered, well, what would you like to hear from the manager after tonight's result and that performance as well? I think I'd like to hear how unhappy he was with the movement in that final third and how the fact that we didn't really create any chances and how he's going to get the boys in on the tra- into the training ground tomorrow morning, get them to work on their finishing and that we're going to score five goals uh, next weekend. Yeah, but realistically, oh, I we're think not James score has gone. Five goals next weekend. <laughs> no, I know we're. I, I know we're not. But I just, I kind of wanted to, to you know, I wanted to come out and, and basically say that he knows that in that final third, what we've seen was uh, in the last few weeks, uh, but especially tonight, was unacceptable, and that things are going to change. Basically, James, you back with us? Yeah, sorry, I had to move. My, my Wi-Fi dropped out. What was the question? 
the question was, as a fan point of view, what would you like to hear from Neil Harris tonight? Um, well, something made me chuckle earlier. I can't remember who wrote it, but someone said, um, am I going to ask myself a question and answer it in the interview? Yes, I am. And um, so not that would be good for a start because I'm kind of sick of hearing that. Um, but yeah, I think just an admission that something needs to change up top. Um, it's all very well saying that we, we, we're getting into the right areas and, and all this, that and the other. But um, I, I want him to address the fact that we aren't scoring um, and, and see if he's got any insight into why that may be. I don't think we're going to get that from him at all. Um but yeah, I think just a bit of a bit of honesty to, to say what we're all we're all thinking, we're all seeing, you know. And, and let's be honest, you know, we're not we're not all being um, negative and, and and moaning minis because we can all see the same thing week in week out at the moment. And if it's obvious to us as as as, as fans, it, it must be obvious to to Neil as well. So yeah, I'd really like him to come out and, and address that, but I, I can't see it somehow. He was very honest in his, in his assessment after the Grizzlies big game and we were terrible. So I'm hoping it's a similar route to uh, uh, answer in terms of, you know, Amber addressing the problems we have. I know he's aware of it, but it won't help if he, you know, says about the commitment, et cetera, et cetera. Because, you know, at the end of the day, commitment isn't, isn't going to put the ball in the back of the net all the time. And that's what we need. Um, before we get on to the questions that are being asked, it, it's going to be an interesting weekend, this, isn't it? We'll preview, we'll preview the game properly on Friday night or Thursday night. But, it, James, it's one of them against an MK Don side who are in poor, for, poor form at the minute. They've got a nil-nil draw away at Walsall tonight. Recently lost at Wrexham. Uh, ever since Alexander won the um, Manager of the Month award, it's all sort of gone down the panel for them. They've slipped down the table. Although, so for this moment in time, we currently sit eighth or ninth, I think, but we are still only four points off the top and one point off third, I think it is, or something like that. So it shows how tight it is. But we're playing a team who are very much out of form. Not that we're in great form ourselves, but it, it should be an opportunity to try and right those wrongs against a team that are vulnerable at the minute and try and get yourselves back on track. But then I suppose the flip side to that, MK Dunza might be looking at us and thinking the same thing. Exactly. The uh, the team the team talk for MK Don speaks for itself, doesn't it? Lads, this lot can't score for Toffee. Get down there, be tight, see if you can nick one, and we'll go in with three points. That is, <laughs> that kind of writes itself. Um, we're generous, Gillingham, aren't we? We we always we always seem to give these teams a helping hand uh, that need one. And I'm I, I really really would love us to turn up on Saturday, play two up front, and Matt is absolutely right. We need to go two up front, definitely at home. Um, get on the front foot nice and early. We did we did it on Saturday. To be fair, we got on the front foot nice and early. Um, we looked really, really good up until that horrendous piece of officiating. Um, and uh, I want us to start like that, to be honest with you. But, you know, let's, let's, let's try and put a few of these chances away and let's try and, let's, let's try and have the game won by half-time. You know, other teams can do it. Why, why can't we? We've got the quality. We just need to, to, to get it done. And, and it's got to happen soon, hasn't it? James, on the on the subject of generous jewels, you want to know a, a fact that I've just been told? Go for it. That was Crew's first clean sheet since April the fifteenth. <laughs> well, there you go. There yeah, you go. I I'd heard that one as well. Yeah, of course yeah. it had to be against us. So is the way. Um, right, we'll get on to some of the comments before we disappear for tonight. 
they are in no particular order because Twitter, for whatever reason, isn't putting them in any sort of order. Uh, up the jewel says Nad's got two in three games and got dropped. That was a form. That form was a twenty goal forward. Uh, it's time for change. Ninety games he's had, apart from a Bruce spell at the back end of last season, to get us out of the hole he put us in. It's never been good enough. Uh, I would refute that he that he put us in that hole. I think that was we we were bottom of the league when Harris came in. Let's not forget. Um, and a lot of that was Evans's problem. And then obviously the season after that followed on. It was. You know, pre-takeover and then we saw the difference post-takeover so I think that's you can, you can level it at Harris of course you can if you like but I think that's a bit of a harsh uh, stick to, to, to go at him with I think James Matt I think we're very much in agreement that this is if anyone's going to throw the rod at Harris if you like this is this is the season where it's going to happen or it's not going to happen isn't it really yeah it will um, as I said he, he's had you know he's had the summer to to you know, and the backing to be able to play the players he wanted, uh, the players that, you know, for whatever reason, the system he was going to play, he had in mind what, you know, he's gone out and he's been able to get, you know, exactly what he wants. Um, and you know, I'll be honest, the first four or five games were, were, were brilliant. You know, obviously, yeah, winning 1-0 was a, was a great little thing but to have, but we looked great defensively, but Ultimately, yeah, we were only scoring the one goal up, up, up the top at the at the start. Um, we've all said it before, Neil Harris, that he was a great striker when he when he was playing. Um, he said in an interview not many not long ago that his strikers will score goals. Well, it's not happening, is it, at the moment? No, not at this moment in time. Uh, for the record, Jules did have. The vast majority of uh, chances tonight, in terms of six shots on target, uh, in comparison uh, to Cruz four, fourteen attempts in general, in comparison to Cruz nine. Uh, their goalkeeper made six saves in comparison to uh, Jake Turner's two. But again, don't put the ball in the net, etc. Um, Richard Cherry says overall crew were very very poor, and how can they be second? Atrocious misses from us tonight. Bond Coleman and I and I know nothing about the save from their goalie. In free fall now, please change the t- one up top. It does not work. Brad Omar Bogle in January. Uh, I did agree with thinking crew weren't particularly special tonight. And, you know, how can they be second? I mean, it, like I said earlier, with the gap between us and ninth to first, I think mean, everyone's just sort of everywhere, everywhere at the minute, apart from Knox County, who I expect to solidify themselves at the top of the table, I think. Um, but, yeah, very frustrating. Um, Omar Bogle, a name that was mentioned in uh, the summer, but never materialised. Um, but yeah, an option potentially, who knows. Uh, Matty Holmson says, Johnny has to play in the middle. He's playing out of position. Yep, we've said this for a very long time and it still mostly plays out wide. Um, I'm just against the K-Jacket is already in the club. Give him the job. Um, I think we're both going to be sort of agreed in this, but no. Um, I think Kenny Jacket... Um, agreed. From, from, speaking, from, from speaking to him in person as well. I think yeah, I'm with managerial, you. His managerial days from speaking to him, I think he's... he's I don't think he has any interest in managing again anyway. Plus, then you look at the structure we've built behind the scenes. If Jacket leaves his post and we have to go and find someone else to take his one. So I don't think that's... I don't think either, any of us here really see that as a possibility that we want to happen or anything like that, are we? And and not Hess either. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've spoken obviously with you guys. We've, you know, we've all had a chat with Kenny and uh, love, the, love the bloke, but not interested in him becoming our manager at all, even if he wanted it. Uh, and uh, again, Hesse always be a club legend, did well for us, you know, back in the day, but 
again, you know, no offence to him, but I think there'd be better managers out there if we were to get rid of Neil. No, but both of them going into their new roles behind the scenes, I doubt any of them would have any interest in going back into management anywhere, let alone Jules anyway. So, I don't think that's a likely, likely thing to happen. Uh, Keaton says, what's Neil's obsession with Bond? Ashley has been phenomenal this season, has done nothing to deserve being dropped. For Bond especially, it seems like Neil is preying on the hope that his star boy pays off. Um, I think it's a bit harsh on Bond, to be honest. I think he was very good last week, got the goal. But, you know, if, if he, there, there are some chances he needs to take on one of them tonight was certainly a good example of that. And I think Ashley has been good. But again, it's it, Bond's the one striker we have, I think, who, although he's missing chances, he gets into those positions to make the chances, which I don't think Nichols and Nadison have been doing too much um, this season, which, you know, will come for them, I'm sure. But at this moment in time, I think as frustrating as Bond has been, and we'll get on to our team selections and whatever in Thursday's episode, but I think it's just a frustrating day for him and for everyone. I think he has to score his chance. But, it, I mean, gents, what do you, what do you really say to that, to be honest, at this moment in time? Well, uh, look. Oh, I was going to say, I can answer that really simply, and that's look at the height difference between Bon and Addison. You know, Nadison doesn't win as many headers as Bond does, and and that is really the only reason I think Bond was getting the the, the shout over Ash Ashley Nadison, uh, playing as that lone striker. But th- this is why I I think it's key that we go to the two striker role because I think for me Ashley Nadison is is somebody that you want in your team in your starting eleven. His pace, you know, he's a, a, you know the fastest player in the league. You know, Bond's brilliant in the air. I think, I know Jill Stats, who's listening, I'm sure he'll bring up a stat for me of how many headers he's won since he's been with us. Uh, but, you know, it, he's able to win them and get the flick flick ons. But So if you've got someone like Nadison playing alongside him, then I think that's going to create us more chances. And I think, you know, he, he's right. Look, look at the scoring form Nadison was on at the start of the season. You know, that that's sort of almost 20 goal, uh, goal a season, sort of uh, a striker, sort of a. Uh, uh, racing. So, look, Nadison is a great player. I, I really do like the looks of him. I think it would be great to get him in the team, uh, playing alongside Bond, but yeah, definitely not on his own up top. Yeah, James, I suppose the frustrating thing with Bond at the minute is, like, it's basically what we said earlier, I don't want to repeat ourselves, but we thought once he got that goal against Mansfield, unlucky he's not to get another one, that would be the turning point, but again, another... Another big miss uh, this afternoon, apparently. Um, well, not apparently, I saw it. Um, yeah, it's a tough one to get through tonight. Apologies, everyone. Um, Matt Hill says, uh, agree with Owen about Clark. Um, I forgot I even said that now. It's so long ago. This feels like it's been going on for about five hours. Um, Kingy says, Coleman and Ogie played really well. Jeff Lees and Mahoney Paul and ineffective. Bond, who I was pleased with when we signed his playing, is like playing with 10 men. Again, I think his overall game is a lot more than that, but that's just my opinion. Um Joe Weaver says, cannot understand the one up front. Long ball first half, then managed to bring it down and started actually having some positive possession. Bond not up to it. Nichols and Addison need to start together, have a relationship already to have from their time at Cooley. Ogie class again. Uh, James, we just talked about Bond, but let's just get your, your overall view on McCauley at this moment in time. He's got the one goal. Um, had a lot of chances come his way, which, you know, credits him for being in a position to get those chances, but some of them have been guilty as that he has to put away. He wins a lot of his aerial duels, but I suppose people would have a, little, a much different view of him if he had put that one away tonight and, you know, one of the ones at Doncaster. I don't think it's a it's a fake as the fact that we're playing with 10 men or anything like that. I think it's just 
the finishing hasn't been there. But what's your overall view? I know it's hard to really compare him to other players in terms of goal scoring because we just haven't got that type of calibre. But what would you say at this point in time? Well, look, I've, I've given him a bit of a slate in tonight, but I do like him. Um, I, I think he's, as, as Matt said, he's really good in the air. He's strong. He looks the part. He looks like a striker. Um, he's got that kind of the way he moves and there's the kind of the style of his play. There's definitely a player in there and there's a striker in there. And I can see why he's being given the nod at the moment. Um, it's probably already come across, but I'm 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 not a fan of Nichols. I, I I don't I don't see what he brings to us. I'm sorry, um, but Nadison obviously has got um, immense qualities. So them as a two has to be playing for me. Um, but yeah, I, I do like Bond. I, I've he's he's been really really unlucky. He should have scored tonight. Um, he should have had a hat trick the other week. I forget who it was against. Um, but it. it You've got to say it's, it's gonna. It's once it's got to come for him, and once it does, are we gonna have a Bob Taylor situation where, you know, he kind of goes on a bit of a run, and we all think he's the best thing since sliced bread? But I do, I do like him. I do like him, and I do think he deserves persist, persisting with. Because let's be honest, we haven't really got anything else to lean on. I, I, I don't think Nick. I really don't think Nichols is the answer. I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, I, I do like Bond, and, and I hope he sticks with him. But he's got to well, play it, with it, someone it, else. Here's a question. Here's a question that goes along with that. Then someone uh, we haven't had a chance to talk about all season, but uh, might well be the missing piece in terms of link cuts. We saw how much Nichols profited off him being there, and that is put it to you. But Ollie Hawkins, I think, although Ollie's not going to be someone who scores you a lot of goals, he's going to be someone who creates a lot of opportunities for others, and I think we've we've really underestimated how much we're going to miss him this season and we really have started to see how much of a pivotal player he is for us. Massively. I've got a... Massively. Oh. I was going to say, for, for me, if Ollie Hawkins was fit, I'd be starting Ollie Hawkins and Macaulay Bond. And I'd have Ollie Hawkins winning the headers and, and Bond playing off of him. Um, that, that I just think that would be in this league, especially a killer sort of front two. Uh, that that being said, I said obviously he's going to be out for uh, uh, you know some time. So obviously we're, I've not really sort of considered him. But uh, yeah, if he was fit and raring to go, I, I'd be having um, uh, Hawkins and Bond playing up top together. I I agree with you, but I, I I've got a horrible feeling we're not going to see Hawkins in a Jill shirt again. I, no, that, I, is, that is my sort of thinking as well. But do you think we perhaps change maybe then? Not instead of Bond, but during the window. I know it's it's, it's easy to say now in hindsight, but we, I'm sure Harrison, no one else really knew at the time how long Hawkins would have been out for. But do you think we maybe missed a trick by not going for someone of a similar ilk height and someone who has the same sort of attributes as he did during the window? Or do you think it was just a case of none of us thought, including Harris, that Hawkins would be out as, for as long as he has proven to be? So it didn't really seem a necessity at the time. Yeah, that was that was really bad luck. To be fair, um, I don't think you can you can blame Harris for that one. I think um, Hawkins' injury is really really unfortunate, um, and I think had we had we bought another player of his ilk and, and Hawkins was playing every week, and this other fellow was sitting there on the bench, we'd all be saying, "Oh, what a waste of time and money that was." So I, I completely understand why that didn't happen, um, but I I do think it's a necessary buy for January. Um, somebody. Either, either of that ilk or a, a marquee striker, if we can get one in, one of the two. Um, we, but we need changes, definitely. Yeah, we certainly do need a need to mention, or, or hopefully Hawkins is back and fit 
by January. But as you said, James, I think I don't want to say it's a reality, but I think it's certainly a, a possibility that we might not see um, Hawkins play for us again. And if that doesn't happen, you do worry about his uh, future long term in the game with that um, very innocuous injury. But hopefully, it's something that does get fixed sooner rather than later. But I'm not an expert on what he's got at all. I don't think anyone <laughs> seems to really know what it is. Well, might know what the name is, but in terms of uh, what goes with it, etc. But um, regardless, um, Ian says, how can this squad of players be the lowest scorers in the league? Enough is enough. He has to go now. I think we've all said tonight about the quality in this team, individual players, it just shouldn't be where it is in terms of the goal scoring records. And it it does need to be improved massively because it it, it just isn't where it should be for what the team is. Um, Gottbag says, um, does Mahoney really look class for passing tonight? I don't think tonight was Mahoney's best game, but I do think he is probably our most creative spark at this moment in time, you've got to be honest. Um, I think he's he has that moment of quality in him that obviously we saw in the Morgan game. He got um, This was the only game in the last five he hasn't got assisted as well, so he has proven that he is, uh, he is capable of um, getting uh, goal involvements, if you like, and making a difference in that sense. Um, James Bush says, I really don't want to sign Harris, but this isn't good enough. We've struggled for goals for nearly two years and he hasn't solved the problem even with two different squads. Um I suppose that goes back to uh, Matt and and James the the idea of the maybe changing how we play formation personnel whatever and trying to go at the game in a different sort of landscape if you like because it it still isn't working to the point where we're able to get those multiple goals a game is it? No, it isn't. And uh, again, I'm I'm at a loss. I really am. I don't. Obviously, you you know you you want to be a fly on the wall in the dressing room to hear what's said, but. You know, Neil's obviously, uh, he's obviously got his coaching badges. He's obviously a very, 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 very good manager in many ways. You know, he, he did he did wonders at, um, at Cardiff and did very well at Millwall. And, um, you know, you don't you don't become a poor manager overnight. But you just wonder what, what on earth, what is the messaging? Because something isn't right. And that, that the, the, the comment is, is spot on. It's with a completely different set of players. It's the and the same problem is arising. Then what is the common denominator? And it's unfortunately it is the manager. So I, I don't want to point fingers at Neil Harris, and and I'm not I'm not Harris out at all. But you do have to ask the question. And and if if that is the common denominator, what is the issue? What 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 is the messaging to the players? Are the tactics wrong? Um, is the way he's approaching each game with the players at his disposal wrong? I I don't know and. Um, as fans, we're not going to know, and that is that is what is so frustrating about this situation. I oh, don't get me wrong; I'm sure Neil is twenty times as frustrated as any one of us because probably he. Well, it's it's funny you say that, James, because there has just been a clip posted on Jules's Twitter of, of Neil Harris reacting to the day's defeat. Um, on that basis, I'm going to have to ask one of you two to watch it and then tell me because I can't. Uh, click on it whilst I'm doing the speaking. But um, or if anyone else is listening, can someone please listen to what Neil has said and then tell me what Neil has said because I can't. Do- well, maybe I can. Let's try. All right, project was unsuccessful. I could not do it. Um, but yeah, he's he's out there said what I he said. will. I will. I will quickly have a listen and let you know what he said. Okay, thank you, Matt. Yeah. Uh, Bit frustrating technology in it sometimes, but there you go. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not technically minded enough to do that, so I'm going to stay right where I am. <laughs> yeah, we'll let, we'll, we'll let Matt do it. Um, 
Here's, here's a question, uh, two good questions actually. Firstly, from Lawrence Thompson, uh, James, he says, do you still think we've recruited well? Lack of goals was our issue and it still is. If it's not the players, then we've got to question the way in which they've been set up. We should have too much have too much quality to lack the ability. To, I think you're saying we should have the quality to score more than the single goal, I think is what you're saying. But yeah, I, I don't know if you can really, after 10 games or so, make a full full scale you know, opinion on that the recruitment as a whole. But I think we'd both be agreed that we'd expect to see more from it in the attacking sense than we have done. Absolutely. Um, I think I, I, I'm not going to turn around now and say that all the players we signed were poor because they're not. I think we recruited well. I just don't think we've recruited quite well enough. I think um, at the time, Nichols was absolutely what we needed when he came in in January, uh, had an instant impact, did very, very well. Obviously, Ollie Hawkins, same thing. Um, so no issue with those signings at all. No issue with the signing of Nadison. Um I think the problem lies in the, and I don't want to harp on back to it, but the Alfie May, Willie won't he, is he, isn't he saga? I think when that went, I think he was obviously our prime target. And when that went wrong, I don't think we had a plan B um, because we were linked to all these different names. Not one came off. And then all of a sudden out of the, out of nowhere, Macaulay Bond suddenly, suddenly rocks up and, and, and signs for us. And I, it seems to me like that was a bit of a happy coincidence for Harris because it maybe maybe he thought Bond was was that was what we were looking for um, and so far I've, I've not been unimpressed with him but he he ain't that he, uh, and I think that is where we we've, we've possibly fallen a bit short is that marquee striker. Yeah, certainly. So I think we were saying that throughout the most of. Uh... Most of the summer, and you know, we still have the persistent problem. Matt, have you managed to listen to what Neil has said, or are you still trying to figure it out? I, I, I have sort of had a listen to it, but I, I, I thought I could do something here, which would be amazing. Uh, give me two seconds. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. And I will repeat you what he says at the start, because <clears throat> um, basically he says he's, he's very frustrated. I'm oh, just maybe a second. Sorry. My phone has decided to start playing up. Of course it has, because... I'm live on the... Aha, right. Okay. So I'm going to repeat. I'm going to listen to it and I'm going to repeat to you guys word for word what he says. So ready? And let's go. In some ways, I feel really hard done by because first half, we had the best chances. And look, we have to take our chances. We've had four or five really, really good chances. Clear-cut, guilt-ed chances, and we haven't took them. And at the other end... We've given away a really poor first goal in the first half where we've been bullied. That's basically the first uh, sort of 20 seconds of what he's been talking about. Uh, I won't do the rest of it because it's really weird trying to repeat what he's saying and talk at the same time. But look, I I think he knows. I, I, watch, watch the interview, guys. I, I think he knows. I think you can see it uh, in the way he's coming across. He, he knows that Yes, we've had those, you know, three or four chances, but we haven't converted them. And look, it, it's not good enough. So having a translator, um, I'm conscious of time, so we are going to get through the rest of these comments and head off because it's a school night or work night, if you like. Um, ah, we could we could stay on all night and talk about the jewels. Well, I could. I can't. Um, Josh Head said Johnny is a number ten, always has been. 
Uh, Blue Brazil says, time for our fans to stay calm and get behind the boys on Saturday. Very disappointing tonight, but if we take our chances, we get something from the game. Too many good players for us not to click up front. Harris will find the formula. We can certainly hope so. And Saturday has suddenly become a very, very big day. Um, not must win, obviously, but I think in, in the terms of our current situation, it probably is must win. If, if, I hope you know what I mean by that in terms of like games. I mean, like it's not in terms of must win, in terms of you know we need points urgently for reasons for the table, but I think it's must win in terms of just the situation we're in right now. I think people need, need a victory, don't they? Agreed, agreed. I think, um, yeah, we. I think things are going to turn very, very quickly if we if we don't see something on Saturday. Um, and all right, ultimately, a victory is is required. But I think a performance, and I know this is far too much to ask for, but can we score more than one goal? I mean, crikey, that that, that would be wonderful if we can win two 0 I'll be over the moon on Saturday. Um, I. I yeah, we, we, I know exactly what you mean, Owen, and you're right. It's not must win, but it kind of is. Uh, I, I've actually got a question for both of you two in a second. Uh, and it's just something I've just been having to think about. And look, at, at this moment in time, I'm, I'm 100% Harris still in. I, I don't want to think about getting rid of him. And yes, I, I 100% agree with you, uh, what you say about this is a must-win game, even though it's not a must-win game. But just say we lose the game. How many losses before you start thinking Harris needs to go? It's funny you asked oh. that because that, that was the next comment I was actually about to read. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, well, look, great minds think alike. Whoever, is, whoever said it, great minds think alike. Uh, it was Luke. I can't uh, fucking find it. Where it was word. He said, how long does Harris get with the performances like this? Which I suppose is fairly similar to what you're asking. So I'll answer it for you, Matt, and then I'll throw it back at you. Um, look, um, in terms of performances, I don't think anyone really cares as long as we get the results. But if you're not getting the results and the performances, then obviously it's a massive issue. Um, I always said, and I said this before the start of the season, if by Christmas, New Year, we're low, we're mid-table, but a considerable distance, if you like, away from the top seven, and we're not within touching distance of that top seven, then I think it would be looking elsewhere time, in my personal opinion. If we're in the top seven by Christmas, I think fine. That's good. So to build on, we're in a good position. And we're in a position where we're obviously are part of the playoffs. We've got to obviously work to stay there, of course, but it's not at all a position. I know people might be disappointed because we were top for the first month or so of the season. But if by Christmas we're in the top seven, that gives us something to build on. It puts us in a good position. If we're not, and we're a bit adrift of that, and you know, points-wise not as close to it as we'd like to be, then I think you're either at the point of just try and change it and see if we can get someone else in who can get a section a bit forward or you just start, start asking serious questions. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I would say. I know it doesn't really give a definitive answer, but I think Christmas is sort of the standpoint for me where I would start to look at it from a, a wider range, if you like, than I am now, if that makes sense. I would I would go with pretty much exactly what Owen just said. I, I don't think uh, we were ever, ever, ever contenders to win the league. I don't think we're contenders to be top three. I think... Uh, Notts County, Stockport and probably Mansfield. I've got that top three sewn up, I would say. Um, but we absolutely should be knocking on the doors of the playoffs with the quality we have. Um, so, yeah, if, if we're not there or thereabouts at Christmas, I think it's time to look elsewhere. The only reason I'm, the only reason I'm not immediately Harris out, and this I don't know if this is the right reason or not, but I just I, I can't 
I can't face the new guy coming in. Does he want this group of players? Does he want to bring his own players in and having a massive turnover of players yet again? I just can't. I can't. I can't do that again. To be honest with you, it's it's, it's just it's awful. And I think that you know that's the only reason that I'm sticking with him for now is because it's this is your group, mate. You get a tune out of them. Matt, all the way back to you. <laughs> so I hate to say it, but actually, guys, that I'm pretty much with what you said, Owen and James. But for me, I've said it before, Neil, and actually, Jill Stats is on. I'd love to see a stat on it because I'm sure I've seen this somewhere. Um, but I'm not, you say, 99% sure every time Neil Harris has taken over a team in the, or, yeah, with the second half of the season, uh, they always get stronger. So for me, if we are sort of in and around the playoffs, at least, uh, yeah, 100% keep him in. If we're anything lower, sort of don't, you know, with a uh, an outside, you know, sort of a long outside chance of getting into the playoffs, then yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd get rid of him and, and uh, look at getting somebody in before January. So the, that manager had January to, to get us in. Um, but... But look, as James said, Neil's put this team together. He's put this team together for a reason. Um, I think, and you know, if, if we went on a, a run of, look, you know, five or six losses, look, I've, I've looked at the, the the games we've got coming up. You know, uh, MK Dons, obviously, then Walsall, then Knotts, then Swindon, then Newport, uh, then Wrexham, then Southford. Th- th- these are tough games. But actually, if you look at the whole league overall, even right now, I think, uh, as you said at the start, you know, Notts County, you know, sort of up there at the moment sort of seem to be doing really well. But the whole league is an extremely tight league. And I don't want us to be in a position where, you know, yeah, we might be, you know, four, four, four or five places outside playoffs, but by two points, you know, because we're going to be in, in touching distance. And then I wouldn't want us to make a jerk reaction and potentially get rid of Neil too soon because you know we are within touching distance and th- this league i mean look look at some of the results we've had look how tight it is you know everyone predicted crawley to to finish bottom with with the players they've got and you know they're what third fourth whatever it is at the moment i know they lost tonight didn't they i think but you know that they've been able to put you know beat teams that everyone thought they'd lose against so this league is in a street going to be an extremely tough league i think for the for the rest of the you know, for the rest of the season, but I just I just feel and I, I, it's a gut feeling Neil is the man to get us out of this league, and if we can stick with him, and if the stats are right and Neil's teams do come stronger in that second half of the season, then I think it will be enough to get us over the line if we're within touching distance of the playoffs. Yeah, I've said it already, James. But I think my main concern is I brought it up with Corley earlier. I think any I think the vast majority of teams would have gone to crew and got a two or three tonight, really. And that's that's uh, the frustration. And so much so, we've actually had a, um, a tweet from a crew fan, a guy called Tim Robinson, who is, um, oh, sorry, excuse me, is a contributor to uh, the Railway Men podcast. Um, he says, you are probably the poorest side we have played, maybe with the exception of Forest Green, who I believe a second bottom, maybe bottom next to Sutton. Said, I just never thought you'd score. Might have been a different game if you took the lead and a 200-mile trip midweek is always tricky. Harris knows what he's doing, though. And I think, James, that's one of the mo- most common things we seem to see from away trips recently is a lot of... Te- we had a Doncaster as well. A lot of 
opposition fans saying you're probably the worst team we've seen here this season, which you don't care about if you get the like first we had it a few times in the start of the season where people were saying we're the worst team we've seen here in years or whatever else, but we didn't care because we won one nil. When it's you know that it's the opposite way around, and we're we're going to places not getting results, and the theme of people saying we're the worst team they've seen, you sort of start to think, well, how long could it go on? People having that perception because it sort of shows that even fans of opposition teams can see what we're seeing. Unfortunately, they can, but they're they're a fine lines in football, aren't they? If we if we put two or three of those chances away in the first half and we defend that 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 uh, that cross better um we do we look like one of the best teams they play because we go in 3-0 up you know it's it's there's such fine lines in, in in football and i don't agree that we maybe i'm a bit biased but we played some nice stuff tonight particularly in the first half we 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 played some good football we made a lot of really good chances. We didn't finish them, but we made some really good chances. And, you know, let's let's compare that to the team that we had last year. And let's, let's face it, to be quite frank, we were crap. We had crap players. That was a very, very poor side. This isn't that, this isn't on that level, not even, not even close. Um, we're, we're, we're levels and levels above that. We really are. So no, I, 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 I don't think that's particularly a fair comment, but the guy's only saying it how he sees it. So, um, you know, who am I to say that he's wrong? But if if we start finishing some of these chances, maybe we'll start looking like the best team that uh, teams have seen this season. But uh, that's going to be the kicker is, um, is is getting these chances finished because at the moment, I, I don't see an end to that. I, I, I think something's broken and I'm not sure that uh, Mr. Harris knows how to fix it. You sound very tired, James. I think we'll wrap it up in just a second. Um, Dino says, topping performance from Jules. Ogie was good. Everyone else was well below par. Um, another crew fan says, up the attic. See if play. Uh, sort yourselves out before saying how are we second. Shows how bad you are. The worst performance of our season. We still win 2-0. Uh-huh. Uh, Josh says, says, this month the fixtures will tell us what the team and the manager is at. Well, I said that before we started playing. We're two games into them now. We've got a point. So, you know, um, Saturday, very, very important. And it doesn't get much easier after that, considering we've got to go to Swindon and then the Newport game, which on paper should be winnable. But who knows? And Warsaw uh, the week before Swindon as well. I think Swindon's on the Tuesday. Following that, um, Matt Lawrence says, strikers are judged on goals and Bond has one goal in how many games? I think it must be about five, maybe. I don't know. How long do we have to give him to the detriment of the team and playing one up top? I think we all agreed we'd rather just play two up top at this point. Uh, Stuart Lewis says, "Don't uh, please don't compare Bond to Robert Taylor. You will be sent to the loony bin. I think that's a direct threat to you, James. Um, kind of agree <laughs> with I'll that. Take, I'll take the point. Yeah, I'll take the point. I'll take the point. John Brett Smith Super says... Super Bob! John Brett Smith says, if we lose our next two, then what? Um, I can't see how it's going if we lose our next two. So I think the, the only answer I can really give you is we'll have zero points from six, really. I don't think there's much more I can really go into on that, really. Um, Craig Chapman says strikers need partners, especially at home. Playing one up front doesn't work. Yeah, we all are hope, hopeful of um, of there to be um, two up front when we face uh, when we face MK Dons on uh, on Saturday. Scoop says no structure. Bond should have come off for Addison, not Lapsley. Lost that midfield core. We've had two parts of a structured team: five at the back, five at the front, with no link in the middle of the park. Very frustrating game of football. Uh, Paul Fisher says, if we took our chances, we would have won. We didn't, and we ended up losing. 
airway from home, you have to you have to take them. I still think we will do well, and it will come good. But at the moment, it feels like the opposition have worked us out. Um, I think that's sort of the the key part to end on tonight before we we get going. Uh, James and um, and yourself, Matt. Um, I suppose the question is, I know we've sort of discussed it, but you know the difference from when we were winning one 0 and we were getting uh, not getting away with it. I think some most of the games we deserved to win it, but we were very good defensively and we didn't create much going up front um, and we took the chance. But um, have teams now worked this out? Do you think James and Matt? And if so, is there? I know James, you won't be able to think of one because you've been said it a lot. But what would you think is the answer? Uh, yeah, I think we have been worked out. Um, I think. You know, as I said, I think it's part of the team talk. Lads, this lot can't score. Just um, keep it tight and and, and, and and nick one and you'll win. Um, so, yeah, we have been worked out. Um, as for the answer, I, I, I've, Owen, I've got no clue. I really haven't. I've been, been watching football for many, many years and I've got no idea. Um, I, 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 just, I just question... You've, you've got to start questioning the manager. You have to. Because as, as I said, it's the only common denominator. So much as I like Neil Harris and I want him to succeed, I really, really do. Is he the man to take us forward? I don't know. Um, I just don't know. I'm, I'm going to say, uh, I just with finish it after what James has just said, if if I had to tell you right now, my gut feeling is Neil Harris the man to get us out of this league this year, my answer would be yes. And whether that is, you know, people disagree with me, I, I, I don't know. As of what's going on in terms of on the pitch, I don't think... Yeah, Yes, teams have potentially worked us out, but the, the thing is, when we are doing well defensively, we are tough to score against. So if teams aren't scoring against us, even if we can't score, that should still be a point. Technically, if you think about it that way, if teams can't score against us, but we can't score, we should still be getting at least a point out of these games. In terms of going forward, I think, look, we've said it enough tonight, let's get two strikers on the pitch. Let's still go with three in midfield, let's still play with Lapsley or Williams in the 10, whoever you want to pick. Let's get Mahoney out wide. Let's get Jeffries out wide. Fine. If you want to play them out wide, let's do that. But let's get Bond playing up top with someone because clearly at the moment, just having Bond up top and that, that three is not working. So we need to mix it up. Let's change something. There's your answer staring at your face. You're playing with one striker. Let's play with two and see if that gives you more goals. Yeah, let's certainly hope so. Um, don't know about you two gents, but I think I'm completely worn out about talking about this now for today. Um, we're back <laughs> yeah. on uh, we're back on Thursday or Friday uh, with James for a preview of uh, the fixture at MK Dons. Uh, a lot will be riding on that game now as we head into Saturday, and then um, yeah, it doesn't get much easier after that trips to Warsaw and Swindon back to back. So the month of October will will prove to be a very difficult one uh, for Jills. Uh, defeat tonight, two 0 on the road. Aggressive Road or whatever it's called now, the Morgan Flake Stadium, whatever it is, they have the ice cream van stand, uh, I don't know, Cocoa Pops FC. And um, yeah, until then, up the jewels, goodbye. <laughs>